She's one hell of a salesman. Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, Be Nice to Spiders, by Margaret Bloy Graham, published by Harper Collins Publishers. Be Nice to Spiders tackles many complex topics in one book. A boy named Billy abandons his pet spider named Helen at the gates of a zoo. Helen gets loose and forms a symbiotic relationship with the other animals of the zoo. The zookeepers cleaning up the zoo scare Helen into hiding, which allows the pests Helen was controlling to come back and bother all the other animals. Will Helen ever come out of hiding to help these animals again? Well, get your ticket. We're going to the zoo to find out. The tale begins on the steps of a zoo. The zookeeper is about to open the main gates when he sees a little box with a note on it. It's from a little boy named Billy. He was moving and couldn't take care of his pet spider anymore because his new apartment building doesn't allow pets. Just thinking, if the spider is small enough to fit in a tiny box, I'm guessing he could have brought it with and no one would have noticed. I get not breaking the rules, but this feels more like his parents hated the thing, so they made up an excuse to get rid of it. And I'll give it to him. It's a pretty good excuse. I mean, could you imagine being his parents if Billy let that spider loose and waking up with it on your face? Gross. Well, the zookeeper opens the box without knowing what was in it. Not the brightest idea. This must have taken place before all those anthrax scares, because I probably would have called in the bomb squad on this one. And as he's opening it, the spider jumps out, or should I say Helen, and she makes her great escape. She takes off running and loses the zookeeper. She must have been held in captivity, because if she felt free, she probably wouldn't have taken off running like that. And now the zookeeper has a big problem on his hands. He has a spider on the loose that could be an invasive species. And it could be venomous and start killing all the animals in the zoo. What the hell was he thinking? Oh no. She sneaks into the lion house. I sure hope she doesn't go after those lions. Actually, now seeing the lions, they look like they want to be put out of their misery. The author states, quote, There were also lots of flies. They were buzzing in the lions' ears and crawling on their noses. The lions were annoyed, but Helen was delighted. End quote. They look like they're not being taken care of at all. Someone call ASPCA. Now the full picture of the zookeeper is becoming clearer. He's in over his head and has no clue how to handle animals. The perplexing part of that quote though was, Helen being delighted. But we now figure out why that was. Helen sneaks in and makes a web. And all the flies in the lion's house gradually get stuck in the web, and Helen engorges herself on flies. Both the lions and the spider were happy. After all the flies were gone in the lion's house, Helen packs up and moves on to the elephants. And they were being neglected too, and are covered in flies. Well, Helen does her thing and, boom, all the flies are gone. This is almost like an infomercial. I'm thinking about buying a spider for the summer if they can do all these miraculous things and leave me alone. Again, Helen packs up and moves on to the zebras and then to the rest of the zoo. This is one hell of a way to show off that your services work, and she's doing it all at no cost to the animals. 
Just when you think Helen and the animals, being neglected, formed a sort of symbiotic relationship, the zookeeper discovers all the webs that were left everywhere. And this interaction happens. Quote, Boys, said the zookeeper, the mayor's coming to inspect the zoo this afternoon at four. The animals look fine, but the cages sure need cleaning up. And don't forget to get rid of all those spiderwebs. End quote. So he only cares about the zoo when it's being inspected. With the mayor coming that day, what could he have done if the animals didn't look fine? Would he have given them a bath, propped them up, and slapped some rouge on them? The other employees question his idea to clean up all the webs, but end up doing what they're told. They see Helen and try to kill her, but she narrowly escapes and goes into hiding. When the mayor came for inspection, he loved everything he looked at, and he commended the keeper for a job well done. That mayor is being played. This is how businesses get run into the ground, when the employees only work when they're being watched. Helen was in hiding for a long time, but then her hunger drives her out. She spins a web in the camel's den after all the flies come back. And she ate her fill, but only stayed in the camel's den. Leaving the rest of the zoo to go to shit, letting the flies ravage all the other animals, except the camels. Eventually the keeper discovers Helen in the camel's den, and sees how well the camels are doing in comparison to the other animals. And the keeper makes the realization that he doesn't have to take care of the animals when Helen is around. So from that moment on, the keeper made sure Helen was taken care of and allowed to roam free throughout the zoo. The zoo was so well taken care of by her that a newspaper article comes out on her, and somehow Billy recognizes his Helen in the picture on the front page. So Billy runs to the zoo to take credit for leaving the spider. I'm sorry, Billy. That's not how it works. He wasn't there spinning her webs, giving her ideas. If you abandon something or someone, you can't take credit for the good they have done. You can only take credit for the bad. Now if Helen went around killing everything inside, then Billy would have gotten all the blame for that. Hopefully that makes sense to everyone. I have to keep this short. The story comes to a close with Helen laying eggs and having a bunch of babies. Uh-oh. I sure hope she wasn't invasive, because they might have created a huge problem. But one has to point out, if they were babies, then there was a poppy spider too. So maybe Helen wasn't making all the webs and got a little too much credit. The morals touched on in this book span from abandonment to acceptance to treatment of animals in zoos. But I only want to touch on one, and that was sales. This was a guide on how to make a sale 101. Helen goes into a zoo, demonstrates the value of her services and how easy it is to use her. Then when they say no, she hangs around and doesn't take no for an answer. She continues to demonstrate her benefits and lets the customer come to the conclusion. And with her making babies at the end, I would have to deduce that that is a reference to her business expanding. Margaret's writing in this one was rather lengthy, but she managed to keep it entertaining from start to finish. It also managed to touch on some heavy topics, and her pictures almost reminded me of H.A. Ray's pictures in Curious George, which made this read feel like a classic. If you like spiders or are an aspiring salesman, this is a book to grab. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm going to give this book a 4.1. I'll have the full bird. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.